0: Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Morning Devotion, Tuesday, October 13, and the year is flying by, and we are moving on. We're moving together through this year and through this season, this uncertain time, and these predicaments and circumstances that are so unusual, in which we find ourselves. But thankful, I'm thankful that you're here and that we're together and that we are able to navigate this series of channels together. So, Alicia and Ginger and Buddy and Donna, thank you. Thank you for making this a part of your day. I am thankful. I am thankful for what God is doing. I, I hope and pray that as you join in, you can sense that this is a place where we just, we kind of like each other, you know? We kind of like doing life together, and we're going to make it together. So, hey, Mom, good to see you. Hope, Jen, I'm, I'm thankful you're here. Greg, Jane, Marilee, Priscilla, Sue, God bless you. God bless you each and everyone, and I pray some good things upon you today. And as we journey through this week, I, a great subject today that I want to share with you as you as we dive into this today, just remember, follow the page, like it, share it, and let's loop as many people as we can into this. Imagine you at your loneliest moment. Can you recall that time? A time you just didn't feel like you belonged, that everyone around you was distant, strange to you, maybe a stranger in a strange land. That's how you felt. Maybe you were, it was a visit or a long stay in a foreign country. You didn't know the language, didn't know the customs, the culture, didn't know how to get where you needed to go, street signs unfamiliar, currency unusual. You were lonely. Or maybe maybe you can go back in your mind remember when you were uh, going to a new school as a, as a kid. That's always a stressful moment. Maybe you started in mid-year, even more stressful. Others knew each other, been going to school for years, and they had their cliques. They had the insider's knowledge of where to go, where to eat, where to sit, who was cool, who was sort of room temperature. And you were left with little doubt where you stood with that group. Lonely. Loneliness. It's an epidemic in America right now. You may not have been in a strange land or a strange school or a strange country. Maybe maybe it was with the people of God. You felt the presence of God, and uh, you wanted to sense that you were welcome. Smiling face, kind word, friend, but you felt a lonely, alone, aloof, apart from people. There's a verse in some of the final words of the Lord Jesus. I, I believe every verse in God's word is important, inspired to be treasured. But Jesus knew his time was short, and you had to know that he made every word count. The weight of the cross was already upon his shoulders when he spoke this word. He talked of a judgment of sheep and goats, and the king invited the sheep to inherit the kingdom prepared for them from the foundation of the world. Why? Jesus said this, because I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. And Jesus is saying, I came in the form of the stranger and you welcomed me. I want to talk to you today about when heaven comes knocking. God, uh, I I know you may be facing some issues today and maybe you're going through some things. I know our family has uh, an episode, an issue today that we really need your prayers and just praying in God's place and God's peace, that we'll find God's place and his peace will find us. Amen. And I pray the same for you. And I just reciprocate those blessings and prayers back to you. May God be with you. May God be with you today when heaven comes knocking. What are you talking about there, Brother Gurley? I'm talking about when Jesus identified himself as the one who was alone, the one who was lonely, the one who was a stranger. Can Can I talk to you a little bit about strangers? I know there's the the thing of stranger danger. We're supposed to stay away from strangers. We're warned about them. But here Jesus puts himself in the role of a stranger. That heaven comes knocking when we least expect it and when it's in a disguise. Strangers are so important to God. You can't go far in the Bible without finding... God places a great emphasis on stranger. Do you know 130 times God impresses on his people that you're strangers? And that, that must be important to him. He told Abraham early on, your descendants will be strangers in a land that's not there. Strangers, a strange land, Genesis 15. He told Abraham, and don't forget you are a stranger in the land that I'm going to give you, Genesis 17. Of Jacob, it was said he dwelt in a land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Even though they were in the promised land, they lived as a stranger. And what about Moses when he married Zipporah in the wilderness? Wow, get this. They named their firstborn Gershom, meaning a stranger in a strange land. Wow. Then in the Exodus journey, as the laws began to be given to God's people, we read of the special care afforded the stranger. Exodus 22, never mistreat a stranger. Don't oppress them because you yourselves were once strangers in Egypt. Don't mistreat a stranger who dwells amongst you. Leviticus 19, you were once strangers. Deuteronomy 10, love the strangers. You were a stranger. Or there's something so captivating in the book of Leviticus, and I, I just loved it. They were instructed, don't reap the corners of the field, and when you reap, don't look back so there'll be grain left behind. Why? It's for a stranger. It's for the stranger who may need something. Be a good steward, be a good manager, but also be intentionally careless. Overlook some of what you could get to make sure the stranger has their share. It's truly one of the most beautiful stories in all of the Bible. The book that bears her name, the book of Ruth. I I love that last verse of the first chapter. Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the harvest was beginning. Wow. When Naomi and her husband Ahimelech and their two sons, Malon and Kilion, had left Bethlehem, the house of bread, there was a famine in the land. They went and dwelt in Moab. The boys grew up and married Moabite women. Then Ahimelech died. The boys died. Orpah, you remember, turned her back on Naomi. But Ruth said, wherever you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. I will follow you. And so when Ruth accompanies her mother-in-law from Moab to Bethlehem, they had nothing. Her Their husbands had died. And when you know it, When they came back, it was the time of the barley harvest. Wow, I just find something so providential about that, that when they returned home, there was a harvest. Maybe there's a prodigal wanting to come home. You're in a distant land, a strange land. It's time to come home. There's a harvest in the house of bread, and it's waiting just for you. It was barley harvest. And so because of the law of the corners and the law of the gleanings, they may just survive. Ruth went into the field of one of Naomi's relatives, a man named Boaz, and the workers were very kind to her. And all day long, she picked up leftover grain, what's called gleanings. She would just pick up stray stalks of barley and and hold them and, and cherish them. She worked all day. And once Boaz knew who she was, he gave her food, he gave her water, and he told the harvesters, you need to deliberately leave behind grain for Ruth. I see what she's doing for her mom-in-law. And when she finished reaping and threshing that day, she had a sack full of bar- barley and some leftovers from lunch as well. And so many profound things in that story. Something Ruth asked of Boaz, though, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a stranger? Stranger. Heaven comes knocking in the form of the stranger. I could go on with that story. I could tell you the law of the kinsman redeemer. I could tell you how that Ruth married Boaz. I could talk about their son, Obed, and their grandson, Jesse, and their great-grandson, David. We could even talk about the son of David, that Ruth, a perfect stranger, was in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus himself was descended from a stranger. Jesus said, I was a stranger and you took me in. He identifies as the stranger. That when heaven comes knocking, he'll come knocking as a stranger. It's an interesting question that was asked. Of Jesus on Resurrection Sunday. The two traveling on the road to Emmaus were speaking of their fears and confusion and Jesus had gone missing and some reported seeing him. Others said it was all a hoax. They were so lost in their conversation. They didn't realize that a stranger had joined them. The Bible says their eyes were holding or restrained since they didn't recognize Jesus. And he asked them, what are you talking about? And why are the two of you so very sad? In Luke 24 comes that beautiful response. They asked Jesus, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? You don't know what's happened here in the past few days. Jesus, are you a stranger? Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? He came into his own, but his own received him not. You see, that's the way people treated Jesus. When he was a child, Joseph and Mary took Jesus into the strange land land of Egypt. In his earliest years, he lived as a stranger in a strange land. As time passed, he became a stranger to those nearest and dearest to him. When the frantic Mary and Joseph finally found him in the temple, they saw their 12-year-old son, but they also saw a stranger who was refuting the wisest. And when he looked at his mom and dad, He said, wist thou not that I be about my father's business? His mom and his brethren would be years later so perplexed. uh, And uh, when Jesus said, you want to know who my family is? those who do the will of God. That's my family. Jesus was a stranger to his own family. He was a stranger to his disciples at time. Do you know after three years of walking with Jesus, Simon Peter shouted, I never knew the man. No, he didn't. Because Jesus was a stranger to Simon Peter and all of those apostles. Before his hometown crowd, he read the prophecy of Isaiah. And Jesus and Jesus interpreted the text and he said, just as God ignored Israel in those days of Elijah and focused upon the goodness of a widow in Zarephath, a stranger, God is going to pass you by. Jesus identified with the stranger, the marginalized, the oppressed, the outsider, the other What does the Bible say? The Bible says of Jesus that when heaven comes knocking, he will come in the form of a stranger. You took me in when I was a stranger to you. What did Isaiah say of Jesus, despised, rejected of men, man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, a stranger all alone, all forsook him, all left him. He could have identified with the cool group, the in crowd, the high and the mighty, the influential, but he said a stranger will do. I'll be just a stranger. And just before Calvary, he speaks of a judgment day coming when the sheep are going to be separated from the goats. And the sheep are going to be known for many things, but among them... Is for showing kindness to a stranger in the sheep. Ask the Lord, when do we do this? We don't remember showing kindness to you, we don't remember it. Jesus said, When you helped a stranger, you helped me. When you welcome a stranger, you welcome me. Behind the face of each and every stranger we meet is a distinct possibility of a hidden blessing. You may not be merely reaching a person named John, Jim, Sue, or Sally. You may be touching Jesus himself when heaven comes knocking in the form of a stranger. We've got to minister to the strangers, not just tolerate them, not just ignore them. Minister to them. What is that based on? Scripture calls it the law of hospitality. Not just the host and hostess duties we anticipate. The root words, it's philo, means loving, and xenos, meaning stranger, and phileosinius, the love of stranger. The believers are admonished. You practice the love of stranger. Practice hospitality. Don't just love your best friends. Don't just love those who you want to be like. Would you take the time to love those who are at their loneliest, who are at a distance from us? Take time to love those that are suffering and hurting. The early church was commanded to be kind to strangers. Bishops had to be apt to be hospitable. Widows had to show hospitality. All the saints of God were commanded to practice hospitality, kindness to strangers. Why? Because when you and I encounter a stranger, that person who cuts you off on the highway, that person that seems angry with you at a store establishment or on your job, you just need to understand that in your interactions with the stranger, that's when heaven comes knocking at your door. In the last days, Jesus will tell some people, depart from me, I never knew you. I never knew you. Could it be, Could it be that those very people never realized Jesus in the face of a stranger? Someone once said it, to touch another person is to touch the face of God. Is there someone that you need to reach out to today. Is there someone who has crossed paths with you today that may be heaven in disguise? And the person you are ministering to, that may be heaven knocking at your heart's door. That's what Abraham discovered. Do you remember that story? When he he looked up and he saw three strangers coming down the road, he found heaven at his doorstep. He 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 started entertaining, and he realized I'm not just entertaining ordinary man. There was a theophany, the appearance of God, and two angels that seemed to be the two angels that actually went to Sodom and escorted Lot and his family out. That when. Abraham opened his tent flap and said, I, I'm going to be kind to these strangers here. He was he was ministering to the Lord God Almighty. How powerful that is. How powerful. Do you know the writer of Hebrews says two interesting things and in two successful, successive verses. And Hebrews 13, one says, let brotherly love continue. We we need to love people of like precious faith. We need to love our brothers and sisters, the Lord, the household of faith. By this shall all men know you're my disciples, that you've loved one toward another. I'm glad we've got the vertical axis of Calvary down. I'm glad we have this relationship between us and God right but what the Lord is trying to say is that there is some horizontal access to Calvary, that you've got to reach out to people around you. You can't say, I love God, the one you have not seen, if you don't love your brother. And if you don't love people around you, those that you can see. Jesus said, by this all men know you're my disciples. You have loved one another. So that first verse in Hebrews, let brotherly love continue. Let it continue. Let that Philadelphia love continue. Then the writer of Hebrews says in the very next verse, Hebrews 13 and 2, he said, not only let brotherly love continue, but do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels." Heaven has a habit of showing up in the form of strangers. When you are ministering to people that may be perfect strangers to you, could you see that it may be heaven knocking at your door, that you may be welcoming and entertaining angels? Or, as Jesus said, if you've done it unto the least of these... When you helped minister to the stranger, you did this unto me. Heaven comes knocking in the form of a stranger. Who is it today? Who is it today that you're going to run into? It could be a stray phone call. It could be a chance, seemingly chance, but more providential encounter. Your steps are ordered by the Lord that God is going to lead you into the paths of people. And you're going to cross paths with them today. And it's by divine design, because hidden behind the face of that stranger is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and angels unaware. Minister to that stranger. Do it as unto the Lord. Heaven sees and heaven knows. I pray, and and I, I don't know why I've been praying this this morning, but I I want to tell you my prayer this morning. I've been praying that those of you that have prodigals and those of us who have family that's away from God and those of us, dear friends who walked away from God. I'm just praying that I'm praying that a stranger will cross their paths and that it will be heaven in disguise. And that just as you and I have showed kindness to strangers that there's going to be a stranger maybe in a distant city in a far off distant country that's going to show love and kindness to our prodigals and is going to point them back to Calvary. Yeah, when heaven comes knocking, he usually knocks in the form of a stranger. Thank you for being a part of this today. Would you just share this with other people? You make my day every morning that you join us. Share your prayer requests out to the side. Remember one another in our prayers. And I pray that the Lord will be with you all through the day and that you will see mighty and miraculous things happen now and in the very near future. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow in Jesus' name.